Today is Sunday, July 16th, 2023. Last weekend, uh, I guess actually the last podcast was with my husband, and that was on last Sunday. So, oh my gosh, it's been a week. I thought I was going to podcast more, but I didn't. Anyway, um, let's see what's happened since then. Nothing spectacular has happened since then. Let's see, Monday, oh, I don't know that we did anything. Tuesday, I don't think we did anything. Wednesday, uh, my husband did a lot of laundry and packed his suitcase. And then on Wednesday night, we went out to dinner to our favorite restaurant, Chef Jeff's. Sorry, Harley. <laughs> Anyway, um, so we went out to dinner at Chef Jeff's and um, had a nice dinner. And then um, Thursday, Thursday, I took my husband to the airport because he was going on his yearly family vacation. He goes um, two days before, so he went on Thursday. And then on Saturday, uh, they they drove over to Dolphin Island, Alabama, because he was he I should say he went to New Orleans, Louisiana where his family is from, and then um, they drove to Dolphin Island, uh, Alabama, on Saturday, and that's where they are now for this whole week uh, at the beach, and he always spends that, excuse me, every week, I mean, every year with the family at the beach. Oh, my God, excuse me, I just drank before I sat down here, sorry. Um, so, uh, So my husband's been gone since Thursday. Now, since Thursday, I have been a lazy slug, I mean, I can't say I've been a complete lazy slug because I've been doing my walking. And one day I got as much as 3.8 miles, almost four miles. But I didn't <laughs> didn't go to four. Anyway, um, and uh, so I've been walking. But then like the rest of the day, I'm like uh, taking naps and watching videos and playing on the computer and not really doing anything. I think even... Was today Sunday? So yesterday, when I went walking, I came back because um, I went. I go really early in the morning. Between well, since he left on Thursday, I've been going at like uh, between five thirty and six a.m. because that's the coolest time of the day. So yesterday, I went walking. I think it was yesterday. I did five point eight miles anyway. Um, then I came home and checked email and played on the computer a little bit, and then I went back to bed for like two hours. <laughs> And then I didn't get up until like 10 o'clock. <laughs> um, anyway, so besides that, I, I really have been so lazy. And the thing is, I've, I've been totally um, saying to myself, oh, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to do a podcast because I told, told everybody I'm going to do more podcasts while my husband's gone. Well, obviously, that, that has not happened. However, when it comes to podcasts, I will say that I have caught up on all of my podcasts. The only ones I have to listen to now are... Uh, my true crime podcast, like I've caught up on all of the Pride 48 people um, that I listen to. So um, I'm all caught up on everyone's shows. And Arthur, I have to tell you, Arthur, if you're listening, um, you know, congratulations for continuing up with that uh, Once Every Wednesday podcast. I'm loving it. So um, keep doing that. Um, what, was I, what else was I going to say? Oh, I know what else. So um, I got an email, I think it was uh, today from the Pride 48 people, which would be Adam and Daniel, and they announced the dates for the upcoming Pride 48 live streaming event for 2023, and it's going to take place Friday, the, uh, Friday September 3rd, blah, blah, blah. God. 
downtown. Friday, September 15th through Sunday, September 17th. Now, you know, I've been doing Pride 48 for a long time. But you know what? This year I can't do it because we have a wedding to go to, um, my husband and I, and I, I don't see how it's going to work out to uh, uh, do all do uh, Pride 48 and go to this wedding. So um, I know if, if Daniel's listening, I know, I know Adam doesn't listen, but if Daniel, if you're listening, I'm sorry, I, I can't do um, the new the uh, live streaming event this year because I'm not going to be around. So sorry. Um, so there's that. Now, what else do I have? Um, okay, so here's the story. Uh, Lamont Cranston on um, Twitter said that I was, um, he, he was like, what, what was that bomb you dropped on previous show about your dad being gay? And I was like, um, well, I thought I had told that story before, but maybe he didn't hear it. And you know, that actually made me think, because um, I've been doing podcasting now, I know I had like a five-year absence there, but um, basically since 2005. And I don't think I've ever reintroduced myself to uh, new listeners. And I, I don't know that I'm going to do that in this podcast, but you know, along the way, somewhere in these almost 1,500 podcasts that I'm sure I told the story of my father being gay. Um, but I'm going to tell it now just so that Lamont Cranston can know all the details. Um, so I came out in 1986. Uh, let's see. That was, oh, God, I am 59 years old, and I was 22 then. Um, and I can't believe, I'm thinking about all, the, all this stuff back then. Um, at the time, I was, I have, to give, I have to give more details. So all through college, I worked at a daycare center at my mom's church. And like all spring breaks and winter breaks and all summers, I would work at this um, daycare center and I would have my own class of the three-year-olds. And uh, I had like 16 kids or something like that. But um, I loved it. And that's really what got me into the education, you know, going into education and so forth. Um, But uh, the summer, I guess it was the summer of 86, was it? Yes, it was the summer of 86. Um, a new parent brought their child to the daycare center, and it was a single dad. And I was like, oh, where's the mom? Um, so, I mean, I, I, that was just a question in my head. But um, anyway, so each time he would bring his kid to the daycare center, he would stop and talk and, you know, chit-chat, basically stuff. And then, like, I don't know, three weeks after he was bringing his kid there. Um, we got a, I got a phone call at my house. And back then, we didn't have cell phones. So they, he was calling my landline. And I'm like, how did he get this number? <laughs> I guess it was easy to look up back then. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, my God, I hate when I do that, but I'm sorry. Um, it's, you know, in this house with the heat and the humidity, I, my sinuses, not that that's any different, but my sinuses are just horrible today. Anyway, so sorry. I know that's gross. So anyway, um, back to the story. So... I get a phone call and it was like during dinner time and like my brothers and sisters were sitting around the table. My mom and dad were at the either ends of the table and I'm, we had a phone. <laughs> I see, I feel like I have to give too many details. And we had in our, um, we had a kitchen that was big enough to have the table in the kitchen. So we had like, you know, nine people around this table. Um, and the, the phone was the kind that was on the wall 
not like the phone was actually hanging on the wall, but it was like in the wall. And you, you picked up the receiver and a cord comes out of the wall with the receiver. And so I guess my mother answered and, and um, the guy asked for me. And so I'm staying there talking to him when my whole family is is uh, sitting at the table eating dinner. It was, I was like, oh my God, they don't, well, I hadn't come out yet at this point, I should say. I hadn't come out yet. So um, he was, he asked me out on a date and I was like, uh, uh, you know, at that time, I guess, in, yeah, 86, I was 22. So, um, well, that would have been the summer, so I would have just turned 22. Anyway, um, so um, he invites me out on a date, and I'm like, okay, cool, you know, I can do that. And I, I was trying to be as brief as possible on the phone. So I have this date with this guy. Anyway, I end up dating this guy um, pretty much, well, in the fall, I went back to school, went back to college, because I had one more year. Um, cause I stayed an extra year to get an extra, uh, teaching certificate for math. Anyway, that's not the point. Um, so this guy would come down and visit me at college and I would come home on the weekends and visit him. Well, like, so this was, that was, um, when we, when we got together for a date, it was like, I don't know, July of 86. Well, in September, when I went back to college, like the three weekends, three weeks into the school year, I come home on the weekend and... Uh, my brother and my sister come home too because we were all we all we were all at the same college. Anyway, um, they went to a wedding and I um, literally we can't, we got home at like I don't know three o'clock in the afternoon and I just unpacked a few things and kept my bag packed because I was going to spend the weekend with him. And um, now, see, that's not actually how it goes. I see I'm getting confused because I'm old. Um, yeah, you know, but this—that's my—that's my coming out story, not my my finding out my dad was gay story. Um, let me go back because I know it was in the summer of of eighty six. In the summer of eighty six, uh, my father, like I, my, oh no, you know what? My parents were separated then, so he was not at the table when that phone call came in. Oh my God, I am I am I am getting so old. Downtown. But you know, you can't remember everything anyway. So that summer, my father, um, my parents were separated. My dad had a townhouse, you know, on the other side of the Beltway, um, which, you know, for those of you who know D.C., it's on the other side of the Beltway. Anyway, um, so I would go and visit him a lot. So one time I was at his house, and um, we were looking at movies and stuff, because, you know, remember my dad records all these movies and stuff, and and he was mentioning some, um, he was asking me if I had seen this movie and that movie, and they were all like, um, gay titles or, or you know, uh, gay movies, I should say. And then, um, as I, I don't know exactly how he said it, but he said something like, well, you know, I'm gay. And I was like, uh, no, I didn't know that. Um, okay, good information. Thanks for telling me, you know. It, he was trying to get me to come out to him because he already knew I was gay. I mean, even though, like, he didn't, you know, see me date anybody or, or anything like that. It's just, he just knew because, you know, Gay people know, I guess. Anyway, so um, so that was in the, that was like in July of '86. So then I met this guy. We went. We were dating, and um, then uh, I th- it was that third weekend in September. We came home for the weekend, and I was going to go 
um, spend the weekend with this guy. And so I literally, like I said, as I said, unpacked a few things and then went out to the front step to wait for him to come and pick me up because um, I didn't have a car then. We were all sharing a car. Um, anyway, um, he came, or while I was on the porch waiting, uh, my mom comes out and she's like, Are you, you're going, you're leaving already? And I said, yeah, I'm going to spend the weekend with Jim. And um, she was like, if I didn't know any better, I'd say you turned gay. And, uh, you know, funny, funny, funny. And Jim drives up, that's the guy. Jim drives up in his um, 1986 Pontiac Fiero, which I ended up having. But um, so as, as I'm saying that, as I'm saying, as a matter of fact, I, I am or I have turned gay or whatever. Um, he drives up and I walk away and I don't, you know, I don't want to talk to her about it or anything. So I went and spent the weekend with him and then came home on Sunday and then drove back to school with my brother and sister. And, um, that, you know, of course, the whole weekend that I was not there, they're talking about it and everything, and they don't care. Like, my brother and sister, they were like, whatever, you know, so it was no big deal. But in 1986, it was a big deal. Anyway, my point is, is that um, I think it was like the next weekend I came I think it was like the next weekend I came home again. And this time I went to my dad's house and I, I told him then, because I don't know that they, any of my brothers or sisters had told him. So I came out to him. Anyway, so, he, so he's like, well, we should go out. And I was like, okay, I, I've never been to a gay bar, so I don't know. So he took me to my very first gay bar. Um, yes, my father took me to my very first gay bar. And... Um, and like it was a, a two-story bar. Like the bottom level was all dance. It was like a dance, uh, dance floor, or whatever. And then on the top floor, it was like a, a little quieter bar. But they had porn playing. And my father was meeting a guy there, and well, like a friend of his. And they were talking and facing the bar, and I was facing the screens watching the porn. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So, uh, you know, then we had a couple of drinks and went to another bar, went to a piano bar, and my dad was singing show tunes with, uh, you know, all the other old gays in the bar. Uh, I was just, it was just amazing. So anyway, I was the only one in my family to know that my father was gay. And I kept that secret from 1986 until he died in 2018. I never told a single uh, a sibling or my mom, or anybody. He wanted to take that to the grave, so I let him take it to the grave. Because there were times during, like when, when my husband and I started dating, we would um, go to Charlottesville, because my father eventually moved down to Charlottesville, and we would go down and visit him, and then go to wineries and stuff. And like he would tell us things, like at one point he was saying that, um, and what well, he told us that, he, that his girlfriend broke up with him. And um, it was like, wait, I thought you were gay. Goes, well, you know, you know I'm, I guess I'm bi or whatever. Um, so at that, in that short amount of time, he was bi and he was dating, um, God, what is her name? I can't think of her name, but she left him as my, as my husband has said on the podcast before. Um, my father told us that she left him for a black man with a big dick. I was like, what? Why would you tell yourself? Of course, I'm an adult now. I mean, I was an adult then, you know, in my 40s by that point. But anyway, so yes, my father is was is was gay. He's he's dead now. But um, um, when he died, my uh, one of my older brothers was going through his computer and he found all these emails that my father had exchanged with uh, 
several men and, and gay friends. I, I don't think he had, didn't have um, any salacious emails on there, but just my brother found these emails. And, um, and then, uh, so he, he um, we were, when my, the, the week that my father was dying, he's in the other room in a hospital bed with people caring for him. And the, the rest of us were in like his living room area. And uh, my brother, um, just announces to all, well, there's only four of us there at the time. He goes, well, you did know that dad was gay or bi. I don't know exactly what the, uh, what he, what words he used, but um, I was like, um, I did know that. And he would like to keep that um, part of his life to himself. So let's not talk about it. And all my brothers and sisters who were there were like, Okay, let's um, let's leave it because we, we we were waiting for him to die, so we knew he was going to die. Um, so there's that. Um, I, I don't know if I've given enough details, <laughs> but over the years, like we like um, when my husband and I would go visit him, we would stay and we would sleep together in the same bed and stuff, and you know, and if if well, we never did, but if we had ever gone to my mother's house, she probably would not have let us sleep in the same bed. But um, anyway. Um, Gosh, I don't know what else to tell you about that. I, you know, I condensed that, but I, I think that it was um, such a long time ago that I don't know that I re, you know, remember all the exact details. Obviously not, because I was messing them up. But to answer your question, Lamont, yes, my father was gay, and I knew it my entire life. Well, from 22 till the day he died. So, um, And I kept the secret um, because he asked me to. Actually, and there was at one point when he before he moved to Charlottesville. And um, I was, you know, I would go to his house quite often and visit it with him and stuff. Um, there was one time where he said, you know, he's, he's telling me, now listen, there's a suitcase in the guest room closet that is full of pornography, um, you know, gay magazines and stuff and pictures and stuff. And um, he said, if I happen to die, you know, suddenly, you, your job is to get to the house and remove that suitcase because I don't want your brothers and sisters to find that. I was like, okay, I will absolutely do that. And then he had this one really, really close friend who um, lived in, I don't know where he lived, Minnesota, Wisconsin, I don't know, somewhere in the Midwest. Um, he kept telling me, he goes, if anything happens to me, you have to email this guy and tell him so that he knows. Well, it turns out the guy died before my father and um, that guy's partner, husband, whatever, emailed me to tell me that he had died. And then I emailed my father because he didn't know uh, my father was still alive. So um, there's that. Now, the other thing, too, is when, I, when my father came out to me in 1986, in July of 86, he told me that he was a member or a, the president of the Gay Married Men's Association. And they called it GAMA, Gay Married Men's Association. And he, would, he told me that, you know, this was a group that people would get together, these guys would get together who were still currently married and discuss their, um, their trials and tribulations and emotions and all, everything that's, that goes with, you know, the guilt and all of this stuff about being married and still being gay. So um, one time I went to one of the meetings, and you'll never guess this, the... Um, the guy who, who was at the daycare center who I started dating, Jim, was in this group. <laughs> when, I, when I walked in the door, he's like, 
oh my God, what are you doing here? I was like, the guy talking, the president here, that's my dad. <laughs> it was wild. Um, you know, I, I, that's why I think I had it so easy um, with the coming out process because I had such support from my dad. Um, and my brothers and sisters, they didn't care. They still don't care. So it's like, I mean, they care, but they, they don't have a problem with it. So um, there's that. All right. So uh, that's the story, Lamont Cranston. I hope that um, fills you in. And for anybody else who's new to the podcast, that's one story that I can tell. And I'll have to do a, like a reintroduction podcast sometime for, for people who are new and tell you, you know, all the stuff about me so that you know who it is, who this is talking. <laughs> but um, one last thing, nothing, not about being gay or anything, but um, well, this could be about being gay. I have a new favorite song that I've been loving lately. Listen to this. Well, do you hear this? It's, most of you, are, a lot of you will probably already know it, but, but I have been going crazy for this song lately. You look like fun to me. You look a little like somebody I know. And I can tell you how this ends. I'll be in your head all weekend. Shivers and butterflies. I got the shivers when I look into your eyes. And I can tell that you're rolling. Cause I can hear your heartbeat. Best part. All right, I don't want to play too much and get in trouble. But um, that is Kylie Minogue, and the song is called Padam Padam. And from reading the uh, lyrics, it's the heartbeat. Um, if I look at the lyrics here, she's singing. I take off all my clothes, padam, padam, when your heart goes, padam. Like the heartbeat. Anyway, I'm going to um, bring that down. Uh, so actually, the way I found this song is weird. I, I kept seeing these, um, well, I didn't see the dance things first, but I saw like pictures that would just say the word padam on the picture. And it would be like a guy dancing or something, but he would just, you know, be a picture. And I kept saying, what the hell is padam? What is it? P-A-D-A-M, padam. I'm like, what is that? And then in the, uh, you know, on Facebook, they have those, um, the shorts, which are like, you know, 30 second clips. This one guy started um, uh, dancing to Padam and he, he was mimicking the um, uh, uh, music video that Kylie Minogue did for Padam. So, of course, I had to go to YouTube and I had to watch her video and I had to watch this guy dancing three or four times. Um, so I was like, oh my God, that's a, that's a really good song. And she is, I will say, a, an icon for the gay men, um, clearly, because all these gay men are, are you know, loving the, loving the song. But um, I, I, you know, I looked her up because I do remember her from when I was much younger, and she had dance songs out then, too. But she's 55 years old, and she looks fucking amazing. I will say that because I'm thinking of Madonna, who is 63, I think, and she looks like shit. <laughs> So I know some of you love Madonna. I did love Madonna at one time, but I really do not care for her now. I think she looks like crap, and she needs to stop with the facelifts and just be your age. Anyway, I love the song, Padam. Um, so that's why I was saying that. 
All right. Well, that's all I have for today, boys and girls. Um, until next time, bye. This show is a proud member of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out more great shows at pride48.com.